Hello and welcome back to The Lincolnir. It's November, Halloween's gone, bonfire night is over. What's up next? Christmas, of course. Have you guys done any shopping? Have you added any new songs to your playlist? If not, you need to now. On today's episode, I'll be talking to the Mies about their new Christmas single. So you are bringing out a Christmas single. It's November, perfect time. You know, we've only got a month and 20 days for Christmas. Um, what is your favourite Christmas song and how does your Christmas single differ? Go on, Trish, you go first. I'll go first. Uh, Apart from ours, of course, which actually is my favourite. Yeah. It actually is my favourite Christmas song now. Can't get it out of my head. <laughs> I'd, I, yeah, I'd say my, I think my favourite is probably Wonderful Christmas Time by Paul McCartney, oh, which yeah. we do, which we do, which we do actually name check in our song. Um, uh, so yeah, I'd say that's my favourite. How ours differs. I don't know. We've we've tried to kind of go down that sort of classic Christmas song sounding theme, um, but yeah, I'd, I'd like. Yeah, I think his is really happy beginner guitar players kind of they, they're inspired in the sense that like people say oh you only need to learn three chords but learning three chords is actually quite difficult and then it's a strumming pattern um so when you do finally like nail that first song it's such an affirming moment it's a lot harder than people make it out to be yeah yeah definitely i mean i think the great thing when you're learning actually you realize that noel gallagher's written all these songs <laughs> pretty much just the same chords over and over again yeah in different order but but yeah but then yeah you work out that he's just done something a little bit different in each one and how each one has got its own its own sound so yeah it sort of it makes things seem easier at that point how would you guys define your sound as a band probably somewhere between indie pop and indie indie rock depending on the tunes so generally it starts off as quite an acoustic sort of lay down, doesn't it? So Tris writes the, the bare bones of the song. And then once we get the rest of the band involved, it, it tends to go in a slightly different direction. Um, or yeah, there's a few songs where we keep it stripped back um, just to add a, a bit of a different texture. Um, but yeah, people have, people have listened to it. They've called out like the strokes, the choral, cast that kind of stuff super grass mm. um obviously we take a lot of influence from oasis like travis um i try and sneak a bit of radiohead in there <laughs> where i can mm-hmm. um, definitely go through phases um so yeah a bit of all of that mishmash together really oh, to create like a new take on on it all i like that um what would you say has been the hardest song for you to release uh, probably Victory Road, would you say, Chris? What's the story behind yeah. that? Yeah, so that's well, that's a song that I wrote uh, a number of years ago. Um, so if, if you re- you may remember that there was um, a there was like a house fire in Derby, um, which which was actually started by like the father of the family. I don't know if you remember like Mick, Mick Philpot. It was kind of quite a big thing in the news at the time. Oh, gosh. And um, and it was just, it was just like literally just up the road from where I worked. Um, so like, yeah, I think I sort of wrote the song probably, it was probably a year, maybe even a year or so after, in the aftermath of it. Because um, it was just some, obviously just something that I thought about at the time a lot. And then, yeah, I guess we'd had this song around for a long time. So then when it came around to like this year and we were going to put an EP out, 
it was a bit of a not sure if we should release this or not mm. but um but yeah i think it's yeah it's kind of it's kind of like a bit of a sort of just a reflective song of not necessarily about the incident itself but just how weird it is to be around something like that so but yeah when you just yeah it's just a street that you drive up and down every day when you're on your way to work and then suddenly just trying to suddenly at the center of it yeah yeah this like insignificant thing then it just like everything is about it so obviously it's going to have an effect on you because it could have been your road it could have been anyone yeah could have you know so it is it is interesting that people overlook certain things and like we don't we never really regard things as like significant unless it impacts us yeah and like you see these things on the telly all the time and you just not dismiss it but you just think oh that's that's somewhere else yeah you're very detached when it's happening in your town it's like it just brings it all home doesn't it so it's quite a poignant um, song there. I do. I feel like I'm getting the vibe that quite a lot of your songs have uh, layers to them. Like there's a deeper meaning. They're not just you know like love songs or you know they they all have some point to make in a sense. Yeah, the use. Yeah, there's usually a bit of a story behind it. Um, it's interesting because when I like when I start writing the song. Generally, sort of the melody comes first, and I don't necessarily know what it's going to be about. But okay. then, some, something just sort of flicks, and then I work out what the song is about, and then yeah, then the lyrics kind of follow from that. Yeah. What? Where does your inspiration come from? I mean, obviously, you just said the the news, but like, um, for the lyrics specifically, because I know in, um, oh gosh, one of your songs, um, your your song "See the Light," even. It, yeah. has the war on drugs like a war on drugs inspired intro is that right the outro actually oh yeah, sorry was, um, yeah 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 the outro was kind of yeah that's kind of where we were trying to go sort of musically um um with the outro actually i mean lyrically actually that one is i mean to be honest the the chorus again i've had around me for a long time and it was just some words that sort of came into my head um but then actually sort of the a lot of the words in that song are actually um, about one of my friends who who died suddenly like a few years oh, back. Oh God! Um, so yeah, it's kind of yeah, just a, it's again that 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 song's just sort of a it's kind of talking about him, and then I guess the chorus is sort of asking the question of like what actually happens when you die, um, which obviously no no idea what the answer is, but <laughs> what do you think but, um, if you if you had to? like discuss that what do you think happens what well, do you like nothing. to think yeah <laughs> yeah realist, realistically i i'd yeah i i'd love to think we all go to heaven yeah. um and i guess the, i guess with the title being see the light i guess it sort of hints at that kind of maybe hopeful thing that maybe we do go somewhere better but uh but yeah realistically we probably don't <laughs> where's better than reality and being with the people that you love though well exactly yeah um uh, on a on a lighter note, um, you... yeah, it's a bit dark, you know? <laughs> let's get more upbeat. Um, you managed to fit the word WrestleMania into one of your songs. What other song? What other words would you like to fit into songs? Oh, good question. I mean, to be honest, that one came about by 
me putting the word Australia in the previous line and I didn't know what rhymed with it. <laughs> and then, then WrestleMania just came into a head. So, so yeah. So, what does that mean? Well, I used, well, I used, to, well, I used to be really into wrestling. WWF and yeah Wrestlemania was always the big event so I think that part of the song was me imagining that despite my uh, small frame that maybe one day you know I could be lucky enough to, to enter Wrestlemania. Have you ever come close to yeah. that dream? Not really no the closest I've got was um, me and my mates used to wrestle on the school playground at lunch times. Um, there you go. And I, I think I declared myself the champion at one point. I host your own WrestleMania <laughs> in school. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Gosh. Um. What? Uh. How? When you perform live, how do you deal with any like mic failures, guitar strings breaking? How do you just deal with like? Something, you know, everything always, something goes wrong. How do you deal with it? Well, we, can, we can deal with pretty much anything. And we've had to deal with some uh, some interesting things. What's maybe. the most memorable mistake? Um, not, not, not a mistake on our part. Huh? Um, but we, um, uh, probably early, was it early last year? We um, yeah. did an open mic night at, um, at a, a pub in, in Derby. Um, and it, it, it was an absolute shambles, but we didn't realise that until we, we turned up and, and realised, firstly, we were the only musicians who'd, who'd turned up. Oh, no. Um, and, and secondly, they had no equipment other than a microphone. Oh, my goodness. So, luckily, we had our own, obviously, guitars uh, and amps that, that we went, went and fetched out of the car. Um, but they... They, they didn't have anything to plug the, the microphone into. It's and, just and a shout. Worse, worse than that, they didn't have a mic stand. Yeah, that was, so, that was one one very important piece of equipment that was missing, <laughs> was a, a microphone. Did they not tell yeah, you that you... you no. Um, so considering both of us play guitar and, and Tris sings, a mic stand is quite fundamental to, to that kind of setup. Yeah, I mean... So, that we had a, had a bit of whip round, and they managed to um, find some blue tack. Uh, okay. So, so uh, Tris found himself in in a situation where he was he was sat down on a on a bar stool with with a chair in front of him, with the microphone blue tacked to the back of the chair. So he could sing. <laughs> Very innovative. I'm surprised yeah. that it could like hold a bit of blue tack could hold that up. Sometimes. Blue tack can't even hold my posters out there. Yeah, it was, it was very much just balanced on the blue tack. So if I if I touched the microphone, it would fall off. So I had to be very careful. I feel like that situation could have been a lot worse. So I feel like you could have all been um, wrestling over equipment um, if you hadn't have used the blue tack. Like you could have had your own mm. WrestleMania right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But yeah, I mean, at least that wasn't your fault. But. Still, the venue should have provided more or at least prepared you for that. But, you know, if you can overcome that, then, I'm, as you said, I think you can deal with any any little technical failures. Yeah, definitely. In terms of mistakes we make, I do sometimes just forget the words to our songs. Um, <laughs> but but then I figure that no one else, not many other people know them either, so I, it's okay. I'll just, 
I'll just sing the first verse twice if I forget the second. Yeah, and then at least people in the crowd will then remember that. Or maybe one day, like, if you mess up, how, like, the and the crowd could then sing it back to you. I think that would be quite yeah. beautiful. Um, which yeah, well, been... I, do, I do sometimes wonder when front men sort of let the audience sing, I do wonder how often that is because they've just forgotten the words themselves. <laughs> or they just want to give their, like, throats a break. <laughs> But yeah. I think it'd be really awkward if they then put the mic into the crowd and no one sung. <laughs> yeah, you'd have to be brave to go for to take that move. When you do perform live, do you ever get the crowd involved? Like, do you get them to like do certain actions or dances, or do you get them? No, we've not. We've not got. We've not got that brave just yet. Oh, okay. um, although, so the the Christmas single does feature a choir oh. towards the end. So, yeah, so we are toying with the idea of trying to sort of teach the audience that bit bef- before we start, and then hopefully then they can join in at the end. But oh, yeah. That could that could be disastrous, but it, it's, it's Christmas, so it's worth a try. Exactly. Hopefully they'll know it before we get there. Well, when yeah, are you hopefully. planning on releasing it? Um, 26th of November. Oh, OK. Yeah. Oh, that's a, yeah, so, that's a uh, good time. Yeah, not long to wait. See, I'm really tr- trying not to listen to any Christmas music at the moment because uh, I, I get too festive. Like I, I don't want to put the Christmas tree up just yet, but I want. I, I do want to decorate, get loads of tinsel, gifts. I'm all for it. Slippery, isn't it? Definitely. You've gone. Yeah, it felt like last year everyone was doing it super early just because everyone was quite miserable about <laughs> COVID and everything. Of they just wanted. Early, but yeah, this year we need to sort of rein it in a little bit, but. Having because we only actually recorded the the we only did the final recording of of the song like at the beginning of this week, um, and I guess in all like in preparation for that, I think we we're all probably listening to quite a few like other Christmas songs just to sort of get us in the mood. So I feel like we've all gone a little bit early, and we had the Christmas jumpers on while we were uh, while we were recording it. <laughs> get the mince pies out of the pub afterwards. Yeah, yeah, I got mince pies with them. <laughs> <laughs> Tesco finest, no less. Oh yeah, yeah. oh, oh like the like the lattice mince pies or yeah. oh stop you're gonna make me go to the shops afterwards and get loads and I <laughs> just can't yet. <laughs> um, if you guys weren't musicians, what profession would you be in or what would you be doing? Would you know where you or who without music? Well, I guess I guess we are. Um, well, we're part time musicians at the minute, aren't we? So, um, yeah, I, I I work in marketing. Um, which definitely helps because you know, get, getting into this and getting the band going it's the thing I've, I've realised the most is how much time you have to spend on that side of it yeah because the, the, um, there's the get... fun music bit and then there's the management and like getting your stuff out there reaching yeah, yeah we've got it. yeah in the band we've actually got through our day jobs we've actually got quite a good sort of breadth of skills so yeah so guys guys sort of on the marketing side um John, who's our drummer, he's also a um, he also works as a photographer. Oh, so but, which is very handy. Although, if you're we'll go on our social media, you'll notice that he doesn't feature in many of the pictures. No. That's the problem. They can be a photographer. Um, and then um, Adam, our bass player, he uh, well, he's tr- he's I think he described himself the other day as a sort of failed graphic designer. Um, okay. So he's, he, he, yeah, he, did, he did like graphic design at university. So he's yeah. So he like sort of does all, all kind of that stuff like for artwork and things like that, like, and posters and things like that. So, so yeah, we've got 
I don't know. I'm not quite sure what I bring to the table apart from writing the songs. Um, you're you're head of finance, aren't you? Yeah, I work in finance, so yeah, I'm supposed to sort out the finances. But I think we need to get more income before uh, <laughs> <laughs> before I become useful on that on that side of things. Well, it just sounds like you're all very interconnected, you know, with the graphic design, like that would work with the marketing and like without the, the songwriting, there would be no songs. So it's all very important. Um, branching off of that, kind of, do you have any hidden talents, like any like party tricks almost? Party tricks? Um, I don't know. Probably not. A bit boring in that sense. Oh, yeah, yeah. I yeah. I wouldn't say I have party tricks necessarily. Um, I guess my hidden talent for those who don't know me is I'm I'm a, uh, I'm a long distance runner. Oh, so uh, what's the furthest yeah, you've really, ever run? Uh, so I did a I did a race this summer that was fifty k. So I think that's the equal longest I've run. Gosh, and then what uh, position yeah, did you come? Sorry. What was it? Where? What position were you? Fifty k. Jesus. Oof. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think there was. I think I finished in the top ten of that race. Actually. Wow. Like Hundred people running it. Um, but yeah, and yeah, I completed my fifth marathon a few weeks ago as well. So. You just say that yeah, so casually. <laughs> oh god. Yeah. So that's yeah. Yeah. When I'm not. When I'm not writing songs or playing in the band, then I, yeah, I have to just find time to go training do you think running yeah. helps you come up with these ideas for some oh it definitely does actually yeah it worked not necessarily coming up with ideas i think i've normally got the ideas before i've gone for a run but quite often if i've got an idea in my head going for a long run it just gives you loads of time to think about it so like yeah i've come up with quite a lot of lyrics and things like that when i've when i've been out running because yeah it just gives you that sort of time to to think about that that sort of thing do you prefer to run on flat ground or like in the countryside on hills and things? Um, well, I definitely prefer flat ground because it's easier. <laughs> <laughs> um, and to be fair, where 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 I live is pretty flat, so yeah, I usually have to travel a bit if I want to go up hills. Um, yes, yeah, so you've got to be yeah. very motivated. Yeah, um, yeah, I've, I've got my I've got my last big race of the year tomorrow. Actually, I'm doing half marathon tomorrow. So well, good um, luck. Thank you. Um, but yeah, after that, I'm going to put my feet up for Christmas oh, and yeah. uh, concentrate on the music for a bit. Yeah, get those mince pies, you know, relax, turn on some yeah. Mariah Carey or the Pose or something, then tune into the Muse. Um, why? I I am pronouncing the Muse correctly, am I? Yeah, yes. Yeah, why? We've, we've had you... a few mispronunciations. What's the yeah, worst one? Like, I, I assume like the, like the maze would be a big one, a big mispronunciation. Yeah, we've, we've just been called the meese quite a few times i think i oh. and yeah just to, we're gonna try and tackle that in our next ep aren't we we were thinking of ways to to get that and then that could be a marketing yeah. ploy as well like to get yourselves even more out there but why did you settle on the name the meese well we um well three of us uh all randomly happen to live um off a road that goes through our village called the Mees. Oh, um, wow. Okay. So, yeah. So we, we, we start, like, Tris and I started off as a, a duo with some terrible, <laughs> cheesy names. Um, what was of, the worst? Uh, we started off as G&T. Oh. Guy and Tris. 
I really like that actually, but yeah, the music's cool. It was fine in like the open mic sort of days, wasn't it? Um, and then yeah. when Adam, Adam joined, we we toyed with uh, expanding to the GMT band, mm-hmm. um, and then John joined, and we thought, you know what, we need a we need a proper name that people can take proper name seriously. Yeah. I like that it's inspired by like a village near your hometown. Like, um, it just sounds like you're very close to your roots, and obviously you're inspired by like your surroundings. Yeah. Um. Uh. Oof. Sorry. Um. <laughs> just trying to find the other question. Um, as well, obviously you work as a band. What have you learned about yourselves while as individuals, like whilst working in a band? About ourselves or each other? Um, or both? both, if you want. Yeah, about yourselves as individuals and then what you have noticed about each other or... Um, I think yeah, we, we're starting to... Because we're still quite quite a new, a newly formed band, really, so we're still learning how to, how to operate as a band and mo- moving from, I guess... Chris writing a song on acoustic guitar, me adding some lead guitar to it, and just trying to fill all the sound with guitar, which is kind of where where we started off. But obviously, the luxury of having having bass, piano, uh, drums, etc., we can leave a bit more space in there and be a bit more creative and, and a bit more diverse in in the sound that we're making. Um, so I guess we're still learning in that sense in, in how to craft songs. Um, in a different kind of way yeah i guess like from my point of view like i've got to say i never never thought i'd be a frontman in a band to be honest <laughs> um and i definitely wouldn't be if guy hadn't made me okay <laughs> uh, like for years like we've got these songs and we'd worked on them and i thought the songs were quite good but i never quite had the sort of never thought i'd have the confidence to just actually get up and sing them regularly in mm. front of a crowd so i was I was always waiting for this elusive extra member who was going to be this like really cool Liam Gallagher style frontman who was just going to rock up and complete our lives. But yeah, I guess you can't necessarily wait for that forever. So would you say you're like yeah. a Liam Gallagher type? Oh, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know, mate. You know, you're looking at Fred Perry Parkers to go on stage. <laughs> Oh yeah, but yeah. Now I'm the front man. After yeah, I've got. I've, I feel like I have to change my wardrobe. Um, you know, you have, you have to be, you have to be a bit more out there. Um, but no, like I think, yeah. I mean, basically, what it was. So we'd done a few gigs together, and I had sung live, and I didn't think I'd done a bad job of it, but I still wasn't sort of maybe that confident. But a couple of years back, um, guy after he'd been on a night out with a friend who owns a bar, uh, just. <laughs> sent me a text and said, oh, we've got a gig next Sunday. Wow. Um, <laughs> and I was like, oh, who's singing? He's like, you are, mate. Oh, and then, no uh, And, yeah, and, yeah, to be fair, it, yeah, it went quite well and we enjoyed it. And, yeah, I think since then we've just sort of kept the momentum and just kind of kept, kept it going. And, uh, and, yeah, like, and I think what I've realised actually is, like, it doesn't matter what it is you do. You kind of assume that you can just sing or you can't. Mm. But as with absolutely anything else in life, if you if you just keep practicing it, and the more you do it, just the better that you get at it. Um, yeah, because you become confident with it. Yeah, definitely. And and actually, like even like technically, I think like 
if you try and just sing a song, because uh, we did a few, like quite a lot of covers in the early days before we'd sort of formed out a lot of our songs. And if you just try and sing a song like the singer sing, the real singer sings it, mm. then it can sound a bit fake and rubbish. Yeah, because it's your you, voice. You, like, yeah, if you spend the time to, to work out how to sing something, then there's, there's always a way. So if it wasn't for that night out, where would you be now? <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah, we'd still be just uh, just sat in the houses, not surrounded by quite as many guitars as I've got. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we do only have two minutes left. I don't know if you guys can see that countdown, but it's quite intimidating. Um, is there any gigs you'd like to promote? Any Anything that you'd just like to plug? The floor is yours. Yeah, so firstly, obviously, the Christmas single, which... Um, is called Christmas Time, What a Time to Be Alive. Uh, that's released on the 26th of November. Um, put it in your we've, calendars. We've thrown, put it in your calendars. It's it's total Christmas cheese. It just oozes <laughs> Christmas. We've thrown everything at it. It's got sleigh bells, oh. church bells. It's got a choir. Um, and it talks about all the stuff that we we, we, uh, we mentioned, Bobby, and being thrown out onto Saturgate at 2 a.m. Frygate. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so Christmas single out, 26th of November. And then we've got a headline gig at uh, Blue Note Bar um, in Derby on the 4th of December. There's a couple of other bands, um, that really good local bands as well, that, that would be supporting us. So, yeah, definitely head down, um, check us out. We're playing through the song from the EP, playing the Christmas song, and then some uh, tracks that we haven't recorded yet that are going to go on future EPs and hopefully the album um in uh, probably spring next year perfect watch out for that that was very concise and very effective thank you um yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah there we go there we go that's well, that skill comes in handy um well thank you so much for joining me and being present and sharing me about uh, sharing with me your songs about your stories about your songs and christmas time you put, really put me in a festive mood just wait to hear the song Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. I cannot wait. 20, 26th of November. You've been listening to The Lincoln Ear. Thank you so much. Hope you're all okay. Please follow me at the under-lincoln-ear on Instagram and enjoy your holidays.